Great evening, folks. Hey, this is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin, with another Millionaire Midnight Rant. It's approximately 1224 a.m. in the morning here. And welcome to the rant, folks. I apologize. I'm a little bit late here. Unfortunately, I'm a bit under the weather. Just a little cold. Not a big deal. Right? Um, as you folks are aware... I've been traveling this month quite frequently, so just getting my body back adjusted back to the down south Houston, Texas um, environment here. So kind of spent the day working. And today on the rant here tonight, I'm going to talk about the three principles responsible for my in my insane success. I'm the three principles responsible for my insane success. And the reason why I say insane because, well, it's a lot of money. Um, as many of you are aware, I am a self-made millionaire, born and raised in Houston, Texas. And I grew up pretty poor, pretty average. But <clears throat> I discovered how to become wealthy. And now I'm going to share that with you, all of you, men and women, young people, teenagers. And I want to not just educate you, I want to encourage you to go for it. That even though you may be uncertain, <clears throat> you may be a bit confused about what to do, but what I do want you to know is that you can do it. Okay? So <clears throat> that's the reason for these rants here. So that's, um, let's get started. Go ahead and comment your names here below. Comment your names here below. And listen, after I share the three principles, I will open up the platform for questions here. And if you ever want to get access to these rents on the replay, you can find them on my podcast. Just type in Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast from Google.com. We are syndicated on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. We're everywhere. We're all around the world. We have millions of listeners that we're very grateful for. And... um it does compel me to continue to do what I'm currently doing based off your love in the comments, your likes, your shares, and I appreciate you. Hey, Nav, how are you? Natasha from Vegas here. Oh, thank you, Natasha. Appreciate that. Thank you. Joanna, how are you? Miss Bateman, Jurgen. How are you? Jamie. <clears throat> JC, Daniela. And I'm so proud of you folks, you know. And I'm proud of you because you could be out, you know, partying, having fun. It's the weekend. But you're not. And I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. I don't know what you're doing, but... I'm glad you're not doing what everybody else is doing. 
right? It's one thing to say you want to be successful. It's another thing to actually do what's necessary to become successful, okay? And I'm excited that Jonas ran here with me. Michael, how are you? You didn't go see Mary J. Blige concert tonight? Uh, no. Why would I do that? Michelle, shout out to Mary J. Blige. But I can't waste my time and energy going to do that. I can listen to her on YouTube, which I don't, because I have a dream and I'm working on it daily. Okay. And yes, I know I'm late, so what? Hey, Aaron, how are you? Red puppy. Uh, your time is now. <clears throat> I'm glad you're back, Miss Bateman. We missed you as well. Bidor, how are you? D. John from Austin, Texas. All right, so let's talk about the three principles responsible for my exchange success. And these principles, listen, principles are unchanged things, right? Which are very universal and can be applied to um, <clears throat> any area in your life. And I've used these three principles in the past 10 years to completely create what I have here today, such as the money that I've acquired, the businesses that I've started, um, from the people that are in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I'm, you, I'm a little bit under the weather, just a little bit. The weather's changing here in Houston, so, oh, man. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm fine. Don't worry about me, okay? But yeah, like I was saying before, um, these principles... They've allowed me to go from zero to millions and millions of dollars. They've allowed me to attract and to manifest very successful opportunities in my life for the past 10 years very consistently. You know, <clears throat> many people, when they make the first million, you know, people say, oh, you were lucky. But you can't be lucky 10 times, right? You know, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, I, and I do... Credit what I'm about to explain to you is the reason why I have continually grown financially. I've grown as a human being and just my career, what I'm doing with you have elevated. Okay. And the great thing about these three principles, they're intangible, they're easy. Um, and you can do them right now. Doesn't take a credit card, <clears throat> doesn't take any money at all. You don't have to know anybody in particular, but all you need to do is do them. So I thought I would share it with you. I thought I would share it with the world. It's something that I do. It's a routine, it's a principle, but it's a routine that I do usually on the weekends. And I did it today. And it, it just, it, it has literally transformed my life when I first started doing this. And I haven't stopped in the past 10 years here. So let me give you the three principles here. So one, meditation. Okay. Meditation. 
And as you folks are aware, I speak highly of meditation. I've been meditating for the past 10 years. <clears throat> Consistently. Daily. As a matter of fact, I meditated today maybe six times. And meditation has been the cornerstone of my, my wealth and have allowed me to do things that many people wish they could do. And um, meditation has just been a a blessing. Number two is isolation. <sighs> Today, this weekend, I spend time by myself, with myself, alone. Not having any conversations with others. As a matter of fact, I didn't leave my house all day. Stayed here with myself. And the reason why isolation is so powerful because you're forced to think about the thoughts and you're forced to deal with yourself, right? <clears throat> when you have no other conversations, no one to talk to, no one to conversate with. You're just by yourself, alone. No distraction. Right? No. No pattern interrupts. It's just you. And the last thing is work, which is what I did today as well. I worked. Okay? And yes, that's a principle because work is absolutely necessary. You're not going to make a million dollars no matter how much you meditate. doesn't matter how many books you read. You have to work towards something. Work can be activity, but you have to work. And um, the reason why this has been very instrumental in my life, because when I meditate and when I do this, when I take these days or these weeks or these weekends and I kind of just shield myself from the world and I spend time by myself and meditate. I tend to meditate several times over and over again. I have a 20 minute meditation I've been using for years and I would go through that 20 minute meditation over and over and over again. And the reason why I believe this is so beneficial because <clears throat> during this weekend, I'm organizing my mind. Okay. I'm organizing the mind. Because when your mind is organized, you're not stressed, you're not worried. And you're absolutely clear about what you're going to bring into your life. It's almost like you're able to see what others can't see. Like you can see it. You know, whatever you're trying to manifest or whatever your intention is. When you go through these periods of isolation, you have no distractions. So it makes the picture very clear, which is your goal, your dream, or your desire. And then you work. And when you work during this time, the work is more efficient. It's more effective. And it shortens the gap to you achieving 
your result. Does that make sense, everyone? Write it down below for me. I want you to comment these words below. <clears throat> Meditation, isolation, and work. So I want to suggest take one day of your life that you lock yourself in your home. Okay. Lock yourself in your apartment. You have no contact with the outside world. You mute your phone. Turn it off if you can. Um, and you meditate as much as humanly possible. The goal is to meditate 10 times. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, Wesley, why am I meditating so many times? Well, the more that you meditate, the more that you allow the mind to enter into what I call pure consciousness, this shortens the gap to where you are and to where you will eventually be. Does that make sense? Because while you're meditating, all you're doing is you're bringing what you want to have or you're creating or you're imagining where you want to be. You bring in that thought or that picture into the present, into the now. So the more you meditate, you're repeatedly bringing that new reality a part of the inner world. Thank you. I'm assuming somebody said bless you. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Like when I take a weekend like this by myself, alone. When I take a weekend like this by myself alone, when I'm meditating, what I'm doing is I'm shortening the gap. I'm reducing the gap to where, where I am and where I would like to be. Excuse me, folks. Ah. I apologize. Oh, my God. But I got to get this rant done. <laughs> I don't know why I'm sneezing so much, but it's all good. But did that, did that make sense, everyone? Okay? Do you understand those... Those three principles, meditation, isolation, and work. Take one day, one weekend of your life, okay, and allow your mind to organize the thoughts. Okay, thank you.
Usually, I only sneeze twice, but I don't know why. Did that make sense? So, somebody said get some clarity. Oh, my God. Jeez. Any questions for me? Meditation, isolation, and work. Do it for 24 hours. You'll be surprised on how effective you'll be in your company, your business, your relationship, your life, even with your own personal mood. Like if you have high stress levels, they'll diminish. Okay. I'm sorry, folks, that I was sneezing so much. Jesus Christ. But I can feel it. Any questions for me? Sneezing does feel good, by the way. It feels so, so good. But I wanted to do this rant because it's important for me as your virtual millionaire mentor to invite you in to my life as much as humanly possible. And I want you to know some of the unique things that I do to be who I am today. You know, because it's like, how is a man worth 40 million? How does he continue to progress? How does he continue to elevate? What does he do? What are the rituals? Well, like I said, I don't do this all the time, but maybe once a month, maybe twice a month. I take a day, I take two days. Like even tomorrow, Sunday, I will meditate. The goal is 10 times. And I will be by myself. I will not have any company. I will not talk to anyone. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. If I'm going to be honest with you, today I did talk to my daughter. That's different. My daughter, she doesn't stress me out. <laughs> me and my daughter, we had a long, we talked for like four hours today about a lot of stuff. And it was a much needed conversation. My daughter's in college right now. Deja. <clears throat> but tomorrow, I'll spend time with myself again. And, I'm, and more than likely, I will talk to my daughter again. But... I would spend time by myself and I would meditate and I would work. And the reason why that is so powerful, in my opinion, is because it allows my mind to organize in a way that I'm able to achieve goals and I'm able to fulfill desires faster. And it works. As you folks know or are aware of, I'm launching a brand new... Um, supplement company. We're almost done. We're almost ready. If you want access to that, or if you would like to be a part of that that money train, because we're going to make a ton of money, not just me, affiliates as well. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to make a ton of money. Um, just go to my bio, click the link, and you can have access to that uh, for free. You don't have to pay any money to do this. And um, so... That company is going to do $10 million per month. You'll see. I know what you're thinking. Like, what? $10 million? Yeah, just $10 million you know, per month, every month. I mean, at our peak, we'll be at $10 million plus. And I'm saying this now. And during this process of this weekend before the launch, 
this is what I'm doing. I'm meditating. And I, and I visualize it and I see it. And it's important for me to be quiet, which means there's no TV, no radio, no nothing. Like my house all day, my home, it's quiet. Tomorrow, it'll be quiet. I'll listen to nothing, right? I may listen to like Socrates or I may listen to some Stafford lectures on the brain because I'm fascinated about the brain. And I just love the stuff. I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a geek when it comes to the mind. But any distraction or anything that I hear or see is going to be invited purposely. It's not going to be accidental. Does that make sense? I lock my door. I'm not going to open my door. I order DoorDash or Uber Eats. I don't see the Uber Eats people. I don't talk to the Uber Eats people. Nothing against them, but I don't have any interaction with a human being. Does that make sense? Unless it's my children, of course. But um, no interaction with people. Right? Because people are distracting. It is what it is. <clears throat> any questions for me? Any questions for me? Now, as a matter of fact, I've never done this before, but during this lunch, I'm going to show you guys when to hit milestones. Like when we do a million dollars a month, I'll show you guys. I'll let you see it. I'll let you see the money. Because it's important for me to do that because it's one thing to share this information with you, this esoteric information. It's another thing to show you the proof. Because I know many of you are waiting on the social proof. You want to see if it's actually going to happen. And what you don't realize, yeah, it's already taking place. And I know some of you just still won't understand because you're waiting for it to take place in the physical realm. And that's where you live. I don't live in the physical realm. Just my body does. My mind lives in the fifth dimension. It just, it lives in a different dimension. It really does. And that dimension is bliss, it's happiness, it's fun, um, it's fulfilled. I mean, it just, it's powerful. Just my body lives in the physical world. But my mind, it lives in a world that is not here, right? It's not on planet Earth, honestly. It's not. And I know some of you just still don't get it. <clears throat> and what I would say is this for everybody that doesn't get it but want to get it, meditate. Meditate, man. Meditate, meditate, meditate. And then you will start to see a separation from the physical world as it relates to the spiritual world. I live in the spirit world. In the spirit world, I do what I want. I have total domain and total power over everything. Does that make sense? <clears throat> I do. Because it's a detachment from the physical world. The physical world is nothing without the spiritual world. But the spiritual world has no limits. The physical world has many limits. But the spiritual world, none at all. Make sense? Any questions for me? Any questions for me? Did you get value here tonight? Um, okay. Any questions for me? <clears throat> so I would suggest to give it a try. You know, give it a go. Just try it. Meditation, isolation, and work. 
whatever you're working on, whatever opportunity, whatever business <clears throat> that you're in, take 24 hours, man, by yourself, alone. And um, it's very blissful, man. You know, they talk about the Kudalini technique, which is when you meditate, the Kudalini is just this feeling of pure orgasmic. It's like sex, but it's not sex. But it feels that way when you're having what is called a Kudalini experience. And you can achieve this through repeating several sessions of meditation. It's powerful. And I can't explain it to you. I can try, but it, it, it'll be more beneficial if you actually do it for yourself. Okay. Hey, Gabriella, how are you? I hope you get well soon. I will. The three principles again. Meditation. Write it down, everyone. Meditation, isolation, and work. Write it down. Meditation, isolation, and work. These are the three principles that I utilize once a month, typically on the weekend. And I just shield myself from the world. I meditate obsessively. And I work. Okay. Do you recommend no mind meditation to start? What is the no mind meditation? No, not Kuda technique. Kudalini. You can look it up. Kudalini. Kudalini. Okay. <clears throat> Wes, if you had a negative, then you guys go with that you again. You need to put Y-O-U, my guy. Wes, if you have an, if you have had a negative lifestyle for years, how would medication dictate? You mean meditation? Dictate to how you want to be the opposite. So remember something. Listen. It's nothing but your opinion, my friend, that your life has been negative for years. Does that make sense? That's your perception. It's not that... It actually was. It's just your opinion. You've chosen if you select it and say, you know what? My life has been negative for the past five years. And I can give you reasons to justify that. That's what you're doing. But what I want you to understand is that that's your opinion. It's not a fact. I can look at your life and I can say your life has been a blessing for the last couple of years. And I will only focus on those experiences that dictates a blessing. Does that make sense? So <clears throat> what I would suggest to you, young man, is if you're going to judge your life, judge fairly. Like, you can't just think about everything that has went wrong in your life for the past five years or every adversity or every challenge or every vicissitude that took place in your life the past five years and say, well, it sucked. No, if you're going to judge your life, judge fairly. Judge the, the days that you woke up. Judge the days that you had a job, you had a car. Judge the days that you had family around you. Judge the days of the days that went well, Right? 
if you're going to judge your life, because that's what you guys do, <clears throat> when you say your life sucks or my life has been negative, is if you're going to judge it, judge it fairly. Don't just think about all the negative experiences or the negative challenges. Think about the positivity. Does that make sense? That's the distinction between the people who come out of their situation and the people who stay in their situation. Give me a thumbs up if that makes sense. That is the distinction of people that come out of their situation. The people that choose to look at their life and say, you know what? It was bad, but it wasn't that bad. And as a matter of fact, if I look hard enough, it was some good in there as well. But people that wallow in in misery and suffer, they just see everything as negative. And they don't want to see any positivity. Does that make sense? Hey, Jennifer, how are you? problem my man that was for you so remember we can always talk about our negative lives we can always talk about what the past five years west was tough the past five years was hard the past five years i was broke like i get it but What you, what I want you to understand is that that's just your opinion that it was tough. It doesn't mean that it was tough because you meet somebody else that had the same five years as you. And they say, you know what? The last five years was a blessing. I lost a couple of people in my family. I lost my job. I lost my house. I lost my wife. But it's, it, it's been a blessing for me because I've learned some things. I got some skills now. I know what not to do. Now I'm a better man because of the situation. Does that make sense? Same situation. You have to be very careful of what you call factual information. You may say, it's a fact that I'm broke. It's a fact. No, it's not a fact that you're broke. It's a fact that I'm a loser. It's a fact that I'm depressed. It's a fact that I have. It's not a fact because you can't change a fact. A fact is permanent. Okay? When you say something is a fact, that's permanent. It's like a permanent marker. You can't erase it. So what I want you folks to start to understand is what you're saying about yourself is opinions. It's just you feel that way in the moment. Some of you may, I feel that everything in my life is miserable. I feel that I'm having a mental breakdown. But just because you feel that you're having a mental breakdown doesn't mean that you are. Does that make sense? See, that's the detachment, folks. Because you're in the physical world and it feels that way because maybe you can't control things around you. But you have to remember the one thing that you can control. You can control your mind. You can control how you perceive or what's happening in the physical world. See, the people that have so many trouble, so many 
issues in life, it's because they're trying to, to they're, they're, they're trying to control everything outside of them. They're trying to control the husband, trying to control the wife, trying to control the kids, trying to control the job, trying to control the business, trying to control everything. Listen, release control. Because the only thing that needs to be controlled is you. <coughs> Does it make sense? <clears throat> Sorry, folks. <clears throat> My throat is killing me now. But I'll be fine. Okay? Am I making sense, ladies and gentlemen? The only thing that can be controlled is you. Have you ever noticed when you're trying to control things outside of you, you just get more pissed off. You get more irritated. You get more annoyed because you're trying to make people do things that they don't want to do. And you want people to act the way that you think they should act. And you would drain yourself this way. You'll be mentally drained. I want everybody to comment these words below. Release control. Release. I released control decades ago. Like 10 years ago, I just released control of the physical world. Because I'm not trying to change the physical world. I'm going to influence it. It's the difference. And I influence the physical world by changing myself. And that's what you got to do. And you got to have faith that by changing yourself, you will influence your outer world. And you will. Okay? I'm proof. <clears throat> got to sneeze again. Hold on. Excuse me. Pop me. Excuse me. Oh, sorry about that, folks. Mm. Is there a cat in here? No, I don't think so. All right. Any questions for me? Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, I, want you, I really want you to get that. Release control. Many of you are trying to control everything. Well, I need to be in control. I need to be in control. No, you don't. Why? Some of you are control freaks. The only individual that you need to be control of is you. Control how you see the world. Control how, on how you perceive the world. How do you perceive problems? How do you perceive challenges? How do you perceive adversities? That's why my life is so perfect. Folks just don't get it. Like, I live a perfect life. Some people hate when I say that. You're like, no one is perfect, Wes. No one. I said, I am. What do you mean no one? I am. I'm just telling you, I'm perfect. I live a perfect life to me. See, my perfection is based off my standards, not yours. Maybe I'm not perfect to your standards, but I'm perfect to mine. You get it? Because I set the standards for being perfect. See, many of you, you, you allow other people to set the standards for being perfect or being great, being loved and cared about and validated. Not I. I don't do that. Because it's futile. 
It's absolutely futile to allow other people to define what perfection means to me. It's me. It's my, it's my life. I set the standard. Okay? Questions for me, please. Are you folks with me here? I mean, who's taking notes? So basically, Wes, yourself is a part of the inner world. Once you, once you change yourself, it'll be a part of the outer world. Yeah, let me explain it this way, my guy. Your inner world, write this down, creates your outer world. How you think. How you think. How you think influences the outer world. If you wake up in the morning and say, you know, today's going to be the greatest day of my life. It's very likely that you're going to have a good day. If you wake up tomorrow morning and say, man, I don't want to do nothing today, man. I don't want to go to work. I hate my job. I don't want to do this. My wife pissed me off. My husband doing. Then you're going to have a screwed up day. You're going to have a very challenging day. If you have an interview at your job and you say, you know what? You have an interview. You say, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to get this job. Maybe be qualified. I don't think I'm going to get it. You might not get it. Not because you couldn't get it. But your inner world thought about how you couldn't get it. If you wake up and say, you know what, today I'm going to work in my business and I'm going to bring in $10,000, $20,000 today. I know it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find the resources, whatever I need to discover, read, learn. I'm going to bring in $10,000, $20,000. Just by thinking that way, you give yourself the opportunity to reach that type of goal. Does that make sense? Your inner world creates your outer world. Write that down. How you think. Because it's only one world. Remember, we all live in the world. Correct? It's one. But there are millions, if not hundreds of millions of different perceptions. Everybody has their own opinion about the world. But it's only one world. Right. But everybody has their own experience and the experience comes from what they perceive it to be. So that's why you have to work on the perception. It does. Just because you lost your job doesn't mean that life is over. Just because you invested in the company and now you didn't make any money. It doesn't mean that that company sucks. <clears throat> Just because you watch a video to make some money online, you don't make any money online, doesn't mean that that video didn't teach you anything. Make sense? Just because you've been through a divorce, just because somebody told you no, they don't love you anymore, it doesn't mean that you suck. It doesn't mean that you're not valid. It means it's time for you to work on yourself. It's time for you to evolve. Okay? Because somebody told you no, they don't want to do business with you. It doesn't mean that you're incapable of being a business person. They're just not the person to do business with. That means somebody else knew that you'll discover or you'll discover that you need to do business with yourself. Does that make sense? It's just a different of perception, folks. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Questions for me. Comment below. Are you folks getting value? Savage, how are you? Key line. V, Toomey, how are you?
Okay? <clears throat> your inner world creates your outer world. Okay? Outer has one T. Questions for me? See, Big Dog says, I'm trying to get this money. I'm trying. Stop trying and go get it. See, remove the word try and just say, I'm getting this money. You see the difference in the sentence? I'm trying to get the money. Well, if you're trying, when do you ever get it? That's like a person, well, I'm trying to open a door. It's either you're going to open the door or you're not. When you're trying to do something, that means you're not doing it. That means you're not getting the result. If you're trying to open the door, that means the door is not opening. Make sense? Language. Language is so important as it relates to manifesting your dreams. Okay? Hey, Taryn, how are you? <clears throat> questions for me. Comment your questions below, young people. <laughs> Thank you for the follows as well. And yes, there will be a Sunday mindset message tomorrow, which is today. So stay tuned. So whenever I wake up, then I'll do it. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you turn your notifications as well on Instagram. Good job, Bendy. What's next? Questions for me, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think about Jeffrey Dahmer? I don't know. I didn't watch the movie. That's another thing about me. I don't spend time watching things that I don't want a part of my consciousness. Why do I want to watch a movie or a TV show of a man that seduce men back to his apartment to only to drug them and to cannibalize them? Why would I want to watch that? Think for a second. Why? Some of you may, well, it's interesting. I mean, it's many things that are interesting on the planet, but it doesn't mean that you need to watch it and consume the content. See, many of you, <clears throat> you're so irresponsible with the images and TV and shows and radio that you listen to. And you wonder why your life is so dysfunctional. Because you watch dysfunctional things such as Jeffrey Dahmer. That was a dysfunctional man. And in my opinion, I don't know why you watch or want to, to know about a dysfunctional man. For what? And just to say it was entertaining, okay? So you need to watch a man cannibalize men for entertainment. Mm. Interesting. What's next? What's next? So no, I have no comment about that. What's next, folks? Talk to me. Let's talk about business or 
manifestation mindset. This is, this is my wheelhouse, man. This is what I do. You know, a lot of you are looking for millionaire mentorship. I'm here. Hello? Comment below. I'm not going to answer your DMs, folks. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just not. I'm busy. I can't answer your DMs, okay? I'm going to be very direct and blunt with you. I love you, but I'm not going to answer your DMs. I'm not going to answer your emails. I can't. I'm too busy. Okay? It's the reason why I do this. If you have a question, post it below. Okay? <clears throat> Wes, last question. It's manifesting what you want God created. Or is it all yourself 100%? So, um, as it relates to God, for those who believe in God, if you believe that God created the heavens and earth, if you believe that God created you, that means God also created the thoughts and he created the potential power that you have within you. Okay? So when you use what some call your God-given power, right? The power to create such as God did in the Bible. God said, let there be light. And it was, he spoke it. Which means that we, we all potentially have this power as well, but you have to cultivate this power. So is it 100% you creating this? Yeah, it is. Because God has given you the greatest gift. The gift to create. And what you do is be grateful for the gift that you've received from God. Okay? What's next? <clears throat> How to remain focused when starting a business. Meditation, isolation, and work. Write those three words down and apply them. That's all you need. What is your philosophy on heaven and earth? Um, I don't believe a heaven exists. I don't think heaven exists at all. And if heaven does exist, it exists here only on the planet. It's just consciousness, honestly. It's not that heaven is a place in the sky. Heaven is a place in the afterlife. I don't believe that. Okay. Now listen, I know some of those devout Christians are going to be like, what? A heaven does exist. Yeah, 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 I get it. But they asked me a question, so I'm just giving you my thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't believe that when we die, we're going to go to heaven or hell. I, I just think that's ridiculous, honestly. And I get it. Some of you believe that. And it's okay. Believe it. You know, by faith, whatever. But truly, truly, I believe heaven itself is just consciousness, right? Because when you think about heaven, you think about something that's positive. It's an experience. It's good, right? Just like hell. Hell is a negative experience, right? Heaven is a positive one. So to me, it's just consciousness, right? It's just... <clears throat> heaven is on earth. Like, to me, heaven is right here. Like, heaven is to feel good. I don't know if I necessarily need to walk around on diamonds. You know, and, you know, in the Bible, it says, like, you're going to walk on, I don't know, streets of gold. I mean, I don't, personally, I don't need to walk on streets of gold. And I don't know why that's important or how that's going to be beneficial to my life and afterlife to walk on streets of gold. It's not a big deal. Um, heaven is on earth, man. Period. Okay? 
It's my opinion. It's my thoughts. Heaven is right here. Heaven is right here in this moment. And I'm grateful for it. And I love it. Honestly, I want to live forever. You know, I swear to God, I want to live forever, right? Because heaven is right here, man. And a lot of you are missing it. A lot of you are living your life just to go to a place that you're not even sure exists. And uh, most of you, based off, <laughs> you know, your life, many of you wouldn't even go to heaven, honestly. But I think we need to educate ourselves and just stop just believing without researching and understanding um, you know, things, um, especially as it relates to religion. Okay. So those are my thoughts. How did you eliminate the stops? What stops? What do you mean? Do you think it's a smart choice to sell my big, nice house that the mortgage is bigger than then my princess down. I don't understand your questions. We are can you write it again. Oh, you want to sell your house? Yeah, if you want to sell your house, sell your house. I mean, I'm sure you have a plan, right? Do what you want to do, right? <laughs> the key is is to know what you want for your life. What is your perspective on raising children? Oh, good question. Um, I would say I'm a phenomenal dad. And I wouldn't say that because I said that. My children would say it. You know, you don't, you don't ask, you ask the children. You don't have to ask me. Right? These are the people, the young people that I'm parenting. And my philosophy on raising children is, one, and you know what's so funny? Me and my daughter was having a conversation about this the other day because she's doing a book report about, and she was asking me um, questions about what would I do different? How would you raise um, and, you know, challenges of being a parent. And one of the things, my philosophy around raising children is to be an example. Now, let me explain that. <clears throat> I'm not saying that everything that you do in life is going to be something that you want your children to do. But you need to intentionally do your best to be an example of excellence and whatever that means to you from, and let me break that down from how you speak, how you use words, your motivation, your discipline, how you communicate to them, um, what you do on a daily basis, your activities. Like, do you work out or are you lazy? Are you a person that curse all the time in front of them? Or you find other ways to express yourself? Are you angry all the time? Or are you a more calm individual? So I'm very, I'm an intentional parent. So when I parent, when I, parent I think about what I'm doing because I know whatever I say, and I'm not perfect. I'm, I've said certain things that I couldn't say before, but I can always apologize which I've done to my children before. I have no problem with apologizing to them. Um, but I, I consciously think when I parent them, 
whatever I do or say, I want to ensure this is something that they can utilize for themselves as they mature to adulthood. Okay. Another thing is I'm understanding. As a parent, <clears throat> you have to be understanding. Let me break that down. Um, your children, one, they're going to make mistakes, obviously, right? Even though parents, we feel that they shouldn't make mistakes, right? Because like, hey, I told you this before. Why you do it again? Unless you hate when parents say that. I say this to you. I, you know, you ask your, your children, hey, why did you do that? But of course, you know why they did it, because they wanted to do it. And they thought they wouldn't get caught. So I, I tend to really try. I do my best to understand their process of making their decision. Does that make sense? Because I want to know what led to the decision that they made. And to do that, you got to be calm. So me, typically, with my children, I don't get too irate. Like when they do something I don't like or whatever, I don't just start going off. I stay calm. And I ask a, and I ask a ton of questions. Questions are very powerful because the reason why you want to ask your children questions is because you want to understand what led them to the decision. One, then you want to give them room to make a different decision. Because once you find out why a kid make a certain decision, then you know how to fix that. Because sometimes, you know, children, they lie. They lie because it's, it's a many reasons why children lie. They don't just lie because they don't want to get in trouble. Sometimes they lie because they don't want to deal with you and they don't want to deal with the situation. Or they're thinking about how you're going to respond, so they don't want to deal with that. They don't want to have that conversation with you. So they say, well, let me just do this real quick. He'll never know. She'll never know, right? It's many different reasons. But like me, when I parent, it's important for me to train my children on how to reach a decision and understand consequences of the decision. Because they can make a decision they want, honestly. I mean, obviously, I want them to make certain decisions, but I have to give my children free reign to make whatever decisions that they want to make because it's their life. But I have to educate them so they can understand there are consequences based off your decisions. Okay? And the consequences are inevitable. Right? So, <clears throat> I drilled that with my children. Um, and um, another way that I parent as well is I, I tend to I give example like on vacation whenever we go on vacation I tend to spend a lot of active time with my children, such as I really talk to them, right? Talk about everything. We talk about people. We talk about their friends. We talk about me. We talk about them, how they're feeling, what they do, what they think about this. And what I do, I just create scenarios, man. I say, you know, what do you think about this? Blah, 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 blah. I think about that. What, what do you think about people like this that do this, this, this? And because I'm trying to understand the way that they think. Because obviously I want them to 
I want to make suggestions to give them a better way to navigate certain situations because they're trying to figure things out. So on vacations, I've been doing this for the past 10 years with my children. Um, we have very deep intellectual conversations about a lot of topics. I mean, we just do. I teach my children to think outside the box, which means I teach them to be critical thinkers, such as like today I was talking to my daughter and she was talking about um, she wants to be uh, a nurse, right? She in the medical field, a doctor. And I was like, well, the agent, you know, I'm asking a question. What do you think controls the heart? What, like, why do our heart just beat continuously without stopping? And we're not even conscious of it. Like, why does that happen? And how does it, like, doesn't mean to be. So, you know, it caused her to think. She was like, huh. Because we was having a conversation about her classes. And in college, she says that um, they're not, they don't really teach you, right? And she had the same experience in high school, right? She just felt that the teacher didn't really teach. They just kind of show you the information and tell you to do it, do the homework, but not actually educating you. And uh, I think one of her teachers said, hey, do this problem on the board, or what do you guys think? And she was thinking to herself, said, well, how would I think about it when I never, I don't know how to do it. And so I just made a suggestion. I said, well, maybe... You know, the teacher knows you don't know how to do it, but maybe she's activating your critical thinking skills or activating your skills of thinking outside the box and say, well, what if you did know how to do it? Like, how would you go about it? And that caused you to think into the unknown, which is creatively, right? It's creative thinking. And she was like, ah, okay. So I think it's very important to have very, these type of conversations with your children. Now, listen. If you're not a smart parent, such as if you are not equipped, like I'm a different type of parent because I've educated myself and like I'm a voracious reader. I read a lot and I'm not educated formally, but I mean, I just read a lot of stuff. I read a lot of books because um, um, knowledge is the precursor to experience. So you need to have the knowledge. And but if you want to be. An effective parent, I would say, whatever you do, whatever you say, how you act, how you behave, your attitude, be a demonstrator of exactly how you want your children to behave. Just demonstrate it. Okay? And this is what I love about having children because it almost forces you to be a better person. Now, some people don't care. Unfortunately, you have a ton of parents out there. They're just feckless people, unfortunately. But me, it really compelled me, especially my daughters. It compelled me to be an outstanding man because I'm the man that they use as a blueprint to find a suitor. Make sense? They would use me as the blueprint because I'm the first. I'm the premise, right? I'm the first man that's in their lives. So when they look for a man to be suitor, to be married, they use me as the blueprint. You know, how's this person like daddy? Or, well, daddy does this. I don't like that about daddy, so I don't, I don't want a man like But they use me as the compare and contrast, right? So it was important for me to be a remarkable man, um, a man of excellence, which I believe I became, Right? So it's going to be very challenging for my, my, my two girls <laughs> to, um, you know, 
find that type of man. But he exists, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. All right, next question for me here. Good question, by the way. Great question. I'm responding to comments. Summer, I'm responding to comments now. I'm looking at the summer. Go ahead and ask your question again. Best piece of advice someone has ever given you. Um, shut up and listen. <laughs> Let me see. Best advice that someone ever told me. Um, honestly, I wish someone would have gave me to shut up and listen advice, but it didn't. Uh, let me see. Um, best advice. Best advice. Ah, <coughs> uh, let me think. Oh, yeah. So, as you folks may have known, I think I'm a know-it-all. I'll be honest, I do. And I've been like this for a very long time. Like, I think I'm a know-it-all. I think I know everything, right? Even though I know I don't. So the best advice I've ever got from a person was, Wesley, to know and to not to do is to not to know. I'll never forget that. Because I remember this woman, I was at a network marketing seminar. And after, I said, man, you got a good speech. Any books you can recommend? And he said, yeah, read Think and Grow Rich. I said, I already read that book. I already know it. I need another book. And he says, very quietly, he said, Wesley, to know and not to do is not to know. Which means I read the book, but obviously I wasn't applying what was in the book consistently. So that was probably the best piece of advice I've ever gotten. Then when I started to do, I started to apply what I read instead of just reading I started to apply it. Okay. And that's what I suggest to all of you. Like whenever you hear something that's profound, something that you feel that you can apply to your life, like apply it immediately. Don't wait. You read a book, apply it. Okay. I got to sneeze again, folks. It's coming. I can feel it. All right, questions for me. That was for you, Summer. I'm still looking at the questions below. I'm scrolling here. Natalia, how are you? Who's taking notes? I'm curious. How do you eliminate old programs that limit you from your potential? Yeah, it's not about, you know, not just eliminating old, old programs. It's more like reframing them. Um, which means is many people have debilitating experiences in their mind that's keeping them from doing the stuff that they're supposed to do, such as you may have had trauma, I don't know, kid trauma, relationship trauma, money trauma. Well, instead of thinking that as trauma, just say, you know what, that was a blessing. See, that's a reframe. Now you don't have to get rid of the old experience or the program. Because you can say, you know what? Everything in my life that's taking place in my life was a blessing. Now I'm going to do 
what I already know I should do. Like many of you already know what you're supposed to do, honestly. Right? You already know. So you don't need to sit around trying to eliminate old programs. You just need to realize that obviously you were programmed, like me, I was programmed um, in a in a very, in a poverty way, like because I was, was poor and broke, which is average. Right? So that programming was just, like by birth, it was like I couldn't control it. It was just what it was. I was raised in a family that didn't have much money, right? So that mean my program was like money was a shortage of money. But as an adult, I could say that lack of money allowed me to learn what I needed to learn to make more money. So I can use that as a benefit instead of a debilitation, instead of saying, oh, that's the reason why I'm not making money. Well, I keep thinking poor thoughts. That's the re-. No, no, no. Say the reason why I grew up poor gave me the motivation to strive for wealth. You get it? It's a reframe. It's very powerful. Like reframes are very powerful in the brain. <laughs> right? And then if you want to take on new um, conditions or new programs, it's just repetition, man. I mean, whatever you want to bring a part of your unconscious mind, you just have to be repetitive. You have to change your environment, okay? Questions for me. Did that make sense? Elevate with Eli. I should have brought my water. Ugh. All right, any more questions for me before I let you go? Did you get value here tonight? I expect that you did. Remember, I love you. I'm here to educate you. I've been doing this for almost three years now. I love it. And I'm going to continue to do it for another 50, 60 years. Probably more because I'm going to live until I'm 100 and to 1,000. So it's going to be a very long time. So I'm here for you, young people. And what I would say is utilize these rents now because one day very soon, like you see 42 million people, but very soon it's going to be 420 million people. I'm not going to be able to answer all your questions. Yeah, it is what it is. So take advantage of it. There's not that many people on the live here. Um, I mean, hey, there's an opportunity for you. Don't pass it up. Don't be the man or woman to say, man, I wish I would have just asked the question. You know, it's something that um, that's burning on my heart. And I want to ask this young man something. Um, don't blow it. What advice would you give someone separating from everyone but have roommates? Um, you know, I would say... Find a way to get your own place, honestly. You're a grown-ass man. I mean, honestly, men, if you're a grown-ass man and you're 25-plus, you should not have a roommate. I'm going to be honest with you. You should not have a roommate. You're grown, okay? And this thought about, well, we're saving money. Well, it's cheaper that, well, come on, stop it. Get your own place, okay? You're grown. 
And if you have a woman, she would appreciate that as well. Like, or having a roommate, that's just insane. And you're 30, some of you 30 and 40 years old. And I get it. I know some of you are going through issues and still no excuse. Get your own place, man. Seriously. I hate roommates. Honestly, be personal. I've had a roommate one time in my life. My brother was my roommate at first. I had another roommate. I had to, I had to kick him out. Because <clears throat> honestly, I cannot live with anybody. I can barely, I can barely live with a female. And to live with a, a, a guy? Oh, hell no. How do you serve your coaches or mentors? By bringing value to their lives. And you got to find out what value you can bring to your life. Okay? Bringing value, adding value to their lives. And it's not easy, man. Because then like a guy like me, it's like, what can you do for me? I don't know. But that's what you got to figure out. Got to be creative, man. Because you may say, well, what if I work with you for free? Yeah, but doing what? Like, what you going to do? You know, back in the day, it used to be okay. You work for entrepreneurs for free. But now it's just, it's not even, it's not even worth it. It's like, you know, the time I got to teach you and tell you what to do. It's just like, I need somebody that comes that's bringing some value, man. Got some skill, whatever that skill is, that can align with my current businesses and companies to make my quality of life easier. Make my life easier. Is it important to have good credit? Um, I don't know how important it is, but it depends on what you're trying to do. It's nothing wrong with having good credit. It just depends on what you're trying to do. Trying to buy a house, car. Want to finance? Want to buy cash? Wesley, does self-hypnosis help program the subconscious mind? Yes. It does. All right. All right. I guess that's it. Hey, I love you. Uh, thank you for jumping online. Thank you for your comments below. Be kind. And remember, in life, you're going to get what you want. You get what you picture. Okay? Every day of your life, you have a decision to make. Before you get out of your bed, you have a decision to make. You're either going to say, hey, it's going to be the greatest day of my life. Or you can say, hey, I don't want to get up. I'm tired. I'm sick of the day. I got to get through the day. And I would suggest just to say it, man. You know, in the morning, just say, you know what, today it's going to be the greatest day of my life. Say it every morning. Say it every morning until it happens. Okay? Just keep saying it. Today's going to be the greatest day of my life. Today's going to be the greatest day of my life. Today's going to be the greatest day of my life. Just continue to say it. I'm telling you, it works. I know it sounds strange, but it's just how perception works. Because whatever you're thinking about is what you bring about in your life. Whatever your expectations are is what tend to happen. Okay? I love you. I appreciate you. This is Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin. Much love. And let's.